We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Bradfoe Show. That's my open? That's what they used to call me. Swivel hit Bradford. That's my open. I'm okay. waiting for you to so justify what? your stupid opinion. Bradfoe Show. That's delicious. All right, everyone's been waiting for this one. Uh, every, uh, the world was abuzz by the Matt Barnes Bradfoe Show appearance in spring training for multiple reasons. And now, how many months later? What do we do that in February or March? Probably March. March. Yeah, it was March. That's right. It was about mid-March. and um, April, May, June, yeah. July. Five months? Let's get out the abacus. Five months later. We said yep. we'll, we'll reconvene in five months. And here we are. So, uh, Matt Barnes, relief pitcher for the Boston Red Sox. Matt, thanks for coming on by. You got a free t-shirt. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, boom sauce. Boom. Oh, look at you. <laughs> look at you. I know you're a Bud Light guy, right? Budweiser. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, straight up? Straight up. Okay. All right. Yep. Budweiser. Yep. Um, well, thank you for saying boom sauce. Jump aboard the train. It's, yeah, absolutely. It's a locomotive. Yep. So, uh, as you know, having appeared on this podcast a couple different times, uh, we usually at the end of the podcast, uh, I give you the opportunity to ask me a question. But I feel like I'm going to I'm gonna let you do that right out of the gate. Okay. So, we're going to open up. Yeah, we'll open it up by you asking me a question. So, I think... Back in spring training, I think I ended our chat with a question asking you, how are you planning on growing your podcast this season? And you came up with an answer. I don't remember what that was, but you had a method to how you wanted to grow it. I think it was part of, Well, go ahead. Uh, and, I'm not going to interrupt you. And how... It's amazing when the shoe's on the other foot, isn't it? It's great. It is, yeah. It's great. Right? Do you want your own podcast? <laughs> you can. You can be like every once a week. You can have. You can take this machine with me. And do it. Take donuts. The intern with yep. me. You can do one if you like. Go ahead. Right. Right. Go ahead. Continue um, the question. And how are we going to measure whether or not you achieved what you set out to? Mm-hmm. So my question for you is: Has it grown? And where are you? going to continue to grow it that's a very good question thank you you have a future in uh, in this business um so when we talk i think my answer was to do like videos maybe yep okay what, what do you see now the, the starving college yep. kid donuts <laughs> basically building his resume by filming us right now i have a question for him donuts yeah uh, donuts can get over here are you are you a dunkin donuts are you a blackbird are you a crispy cream Duncan, Duncan all the You're way. A Duncan yeah. Donuts guy. Yeah. Cumberland Farms Donuts guy. Cumbies. Uh, I'm not. I'm not sure if I've like ever had donuts other than Dunkin' Donuts. To be honest with you. Cumberland Farms. We love you, Cumberland Farms. Are you Farms. from the Northeast? Yeah, I'm from Mass. And you've never been to a Cumberland Farms? Oh, I or have. Not, I just haven't had, had donut their donuts. <laughs> no. What an electric personality he has, right? doesn't he? I know. Let's let's go ahead on donuts. 
Donuts, we'll come back. We'll come back a little bit, all right? And we'll reconvene about, and you can ask Matt Barnes a question. So, because okay. Matt, I said uh, he was introing the, the podcast we did with Jackie. Yep. And I said, okay, we did this podcast with Jackie. Uh, here's what's on it. What would you have asked? And he's like, you're going the other way at a prolific rate. I'm like, oh, my God, are you <laughs> kidding me? Anyway, to answer your question. Yep. Uh, I think I said videos, and that's clearly that has. Uh, yeah, that's coming the, into play. Was, in fairness, because of full transparency, I took a big dip in the production of this podcast pretty much after doing it with you. Okay. I, I went like a couple months without doing it because I was it, life caught up to me a little bit. Okay. And uh, and I just had to put it on hold. But then I think in in June we we got it going again. We had awesome. Awesome podcast. I mean, we had a run, right, Donuts? Wasn't that run prolific? The run when we kicked it back up? Well, come on. You just nod your head. Yes. Anyway, so uh, so to answer your question, the other day, yep. as I was trying to get you to understand this, I did one on a rickshaw or a pedicab or an ass taxi, whatever you want to call it, the bikes with the things on the back. Right. And I did one of those. They call those ass taxis? That's what the driver told me. Interesting. I mean, he, uh, he listen. I go with a lot of the dress, but I felt like that was a historic moment for podcasting. That was this type of thing. We'll take it next level. A podcast on the go. Yes, like comedians in cars. Yep. You ever see that? Like who? Comedians in cars. Yeah. Doesn't um, Seinfeld. Yeah. But Eddie Murphy. No, I'm talking about late night show. Oh, James Corden. Yeah, he does the um, rip off. Yes. The singing in the car. Yes. It's hysterical. Yes. Well, this would have been hysterical too. If uh, if you just got on the in the the ass taxi, but instead we had somebody else do it, and it was excellent. It was taking podcasts to another level. Uh, this guy, Kerosene Ken. Okay, I don't know that. Yeah, is. you know that's okay. Okay, it's all right. He's 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 uh he's one of the guys at the station, master of hot takes. He's uh, very entertaining. It was a very entertaining podcast, and I'm going to do one this coming week week with Alex Spear because he has a book coming out. Yep. To push the book. Okay. So anyway, that is that is a thing that took it next level. Um, I also feel like I've engaged people when I'm not doing the podcast. For instance, when I took the Slinky up in Minnesota right. and did the science experiment uh, experiment in terms of can a Slinky go down the stairs in Minnesota. Remember that? I heard something about that. I, I didn't. I didn't. You didn't witness. I saw no. a group of relievers looking at me like, "What an asshole that guy is!" Up in the. And I'm sure the slinky made it all the way down. It did not. Really? Well, you know how steep those the, that those bleachers are in Minnesota. Yeah, but wouldn't that help? No, I know. But you, I'm asking you the question. You know how steep those bleachers yes, are? Yes. They're probably the steepest bleachers in the league. Some of. Yes. Okay. So I would agree with that. Because I like science and I want to get to the bottom of it, I said, that is the only set of bleachers that would allow a slinky to go down it. But the problem is these stairs were too big. Uh, have you ever done a slinky before? Yes. Yeah, you, so you younger, know what I'm talking yeah. about. It was an issue. Okay. But it, you never know unless you try. You never know if you're going to strike the guy out unless you throw the pitch. That's true. Yeah. That's true. So, uh, so that's what I'm trying. I'm trying to take it next level. I'm giving away T-shirts. I'm doing videos. I'm doing slinkies. What else should I do, Matt? I don't know. I'll have to come up with a game plan. And we'll get. Well, what, we'll, do you like? Do you listen to podcasts? Not really. Okay. So then again, I don't. Do you listen to anything? Music. Do you do you watch anything? 
Yeah, I watch TV, but I don't really. How do you? How do you like when you when you hear about something? Maybe maybe not necessarily like a news related item. But how do you consume things? Like how do you social media? Anything yeah. news related? I get from Twitter. From Twitter. That's like, pretty so, much the only reason I have Twitter, is so that I know what's going on in the world. Right. And so, but you see it, you see it, and you you might see a 30-second clip of something. Yeah, or then I become interested in something, or something happens, um, then you can go and you can search it, and then I can get all the information. Do you think that, because that, we have this debate amongst reporters, like how players um, consume things. Right. Like, it's not like picking up the paper anymore and like, no. oh, I'm going to read to the eighth paragraph. Is it A, Twitter? Yep. Is it B, the questions that are asked of you? And you know what I'm saying? Like when you ask me a question? Yeah, so if, if I come up and I ask you and I say, hey, you've got a few minutes, and then I ask you some questions, and then you're like, oh, those questions are going to be for this story, that's how like you kn- know about the story, right? Or know about the, the line of questioning. I got to feel, or, or C, your relative or friend tell you about a story. Um, it's probably A, then C, then B. B. B is last. B, okay. Because typically when you're going to ask me, like, we'll take you for an example. Yeah. If you're going to ask me questions on something, I probably already have an idea of what you're going to ask me. Okay. Because I already know the end game. I know what you want to accomplish. You do? Yeah. So when I... For the most part, or any time a reporter asks me, or a journalist asks me, I've got an idea of what they're going to ask. And then they ask something, and even though he's like, this is where it's going to end up. This is where this line of questioning is going to end up. Yes. Okay. Even though it doesn't start that way. Right. I mean, you just, they're all baseball questions. Yeah. More okay. times than not, they're all baseball right. questions. Right. And okay. You just watch what's going on, and then. Sure. All right. All right. That's fair. But you know what I'm saying? Those are three legitimate yeah. avenues. It's probably Twitter, Twitter, family, friends, or guys in the clubhouse. How about TV? Um, I, I feel like a lot on t- like you guys are sitting around the clubhouse. You watch the pregame yeah, show, but it, yeah, it's a lot of a lot of baseball in there, so it's not world related. MLB Network, yeah. You watch the pregame show, Nesson pregame show. Not really. Show? I'm usually getting ready by then. What are you doing? Showering and eating. Oh, I mean, you can't. You while you're eating, can't you watch TV? Well, because if it's on, but sometimes I'm not paying attention or. Okay. Well, no. anyway. All right. Well, that was a good question. Good. Good, Thank you. Good, good work. Thank you. Um, are you having fun? Is this is this a fun season for you? It's not as fun as last season because yeah, but last year was a dream season. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but um, is it this this year? It, it's been up and down. You know, there's there's been struggles and then there's been successes. I mean, it's it's been more in line with what a baseball season really encompasses over 162 games. Because you, you've you obviously have had other seasons other than last year which was your dream season correct yeah this is this is probably one of the harder full seasons that i've been a part of i would say why is that um because expectations yeah i mean there's definitely expectations to to do what we did last year um but there's also expectations of, of of making the playoffs of being successful of um personally having good years um so I, I mean, there's there's definitely a lot of a lot of stuff going on, um, but anything in life has ups and downs. You know, it's kind of about how you how do you deal with it and, and how do you respond. I saw your Nesson thing, or I saw a commercial for your Nesson thing. Your dad, you had a saying from your dad, and it was the harder you work, the luckier you are. Thank you. 
There you go. Yep. The harder you work, the luckier you are. Yep. But, you know, you obviously have worked really, really hard this year. And you obviously, like, luck isn't always on your side. Correct. So sometimes that is not always ring true. It's a nice thing to hang your hat on. It's much like, much like when I say, you know what the definition of toughness is? Definition of toughness is the ability to do something with as much passion as something you don't want to do. Right. Something along those lines. Yep, that makes sense. And, uh, but that's not only, I guess, right. I mean, so this this must have have been a a challenging time to live up to that because like you you do everything you can, right. you know what the expectations are, you know what your role is, right? And and then sometimes it goes up and sometimes it goes down. I mean, the the hardest part for me about this game is that, and I don't know that this happens in any other sport, is that you can do everything right, you can be totally prepared, execute everything that you want to, and you can still fail, which is a really hard thing to grasp. How do I do everything exactly how I want to? I execute exactly where I want to. I'm making great pitches, but at the end of the day, it might not get the job done. And that's just the game of baseball, which is a hard concept to grasp and probably the most frustrating part of this game. Has that been uh, more evident this year than any other year? Yes, absolutely. Because you've had, you know, you had the success, you have the stuff. You have you've evolved into the pitcher that you want to be, right? And then you like you like I have it. I'm I'm not speaking for you. No, I have it figured out, right? And then boom, I hit here, hit there. I don't have it figured out. Yeah, I mean that right. That that's the hardest part is I feel like my stuff this year has been great. I feel like I've, for the most part, executed when I want to and where I want to, um, and sometimes it just it doesn't work out, and sometimes you know. Some guy, guy hits a laser right at somebody, it's an out, and sometimes a guy executes, or you execute a perfect pitch, and a guy bloops it in the right field, and you're like, well, what am I supposed to do? I did everything I could. Well, so last year, so when we talked on the podcast before, you talked about like them giving you the piece of paper, and here you are, you know, these are the, look at the high leverage situations you were in right. last year, right? So, um, and that was the plan, like, you are going to be brought in when the middle of the order comes around. And I, I heard Alex talk about this the other day. He said, you know, well, about that plan, it was the game against Houston, he mentioned, Correa. You had to face, like, Correa twice in a row or something, uh-huh. right? Two straight times. Where it seems like a good idea because you've done it so many times. last. You did it all last year. But then to constantly having to do it, like, and be, that is your thing, instead of, you know, oh, Kimbrel will get it once in a while. And I know it's evolved, you know, Brandon's been doing a lot more. But when you look back at, like, why it worked so well last year and the different feeling of it this year, was there one? Just because maybe it was just identified, that's what you're doing, instead of just doing it? I mean, maybe. I don't know. And, and when you match up to face a certain part of the order, regardless of the inning that you're in, and, you know, pick, select two or three innings, you're always facing those guys, where... If, you're the seventh or you're the eighth inning guy. Right, and that's what you were doing. Then you just kind of face whoever comes up, and if it happens to be them. Um, you know, there's – running a bullpen, there's no rhyme or reason, right? I mean, it's it's – you want to put your guys in the best position possible to succeed and put the team in the best possible position to succeed. Um, and I think the game plan that we had going into, it was, it was a good one. It, it was matching up based on – 
who they thought had the best chance of succeeding against those guys. And that was a feather in your cap that you were identified as the guy to do that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and um, you know, AC and Dana have CB have, have done a great job. I mean, I mean, they really have. Um, the communication level has been has been great. Um, kind of having the idea of, of what we're going to do, who we're going to face, where we're going to pitch. Um, you know, and, and like I said, sometimes it just sometimes it but doesn't my, work out. Well, no, I know. But my thing is that this is this was this was something. We can take the piece of paper and we can see what you did last year, but it's exhausting. It's like this is me talking. It's not you talking. This is, it seems like an exhausting experience to do this because no closer, no closer, has had has had to do sort of what you were going to be asked to do. And I'm not asking you to say, "Oh, it was a terrible plan, whatever." I'm just saying this was new. This was new, and I think that like Alex would admit, like this was a work in progress and had to evolve a little bit. And, and so, like, it comes back to my question: Is that is this? Maybe why did it why did it feel different at all than than a year ago when you were doing almost sort of the exact same thing? Was it just because you know Kimball at the ninth? Yeah, I, I mean that's part of it probably. Um, anytime you know that you have a guy like Craig in the ninth inning, I mean um, everybody's life is is a lot easier, right? I mean you, you know you've got probably the best closer over the last eight seasons coming in the ninth inning to lock it down. Um, I don't know. It was just maybe that's it. I don't know. And you know the way that the bullpens have, have evolved, the use of the bullpen has evolved over the last four or five seasons. Um, you know, we're evolving with it. I mean, that's just that's, yeah. Well, that's the takeaway, right? We're evolving with it. It's you know the game of baseball in the way that it's it's played is is definitely evolving and changing. And um, you know, we're 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 I mean, kind of riding season, with it. Yeah, I mean, this season has been an example of that, right? I mean. It's. I mean, you've 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 lived it. I don't right. have to tell you. you. You've had a good year. Right. So and and so, but it's it's bizarre. We're all trying to figure this out, and I think the entirety of baseball is trying to figure it out. Right. And um, so that's why I asked. Like, didn't feel any different because sometimes you say, "Oh, well, we did it last year, and this way, and it's going to translate, and you know, whatever." Right. So, any, but you, but you, you as a pitcher have. You compare yourself to like a couple years ago, how you pitch, and I remember asking you this about why are you throwing so many curveballs, and you said because everyone hits fastballs, correct? Yeah, he's right. You're right. Yeah. Go look it up. Everybody hits fastballs. Facts. Everybody hits fastballs. I mean, it's just it's the nature of the game. I think we're in a game right now where you're playing for strikeouts or homers. Yes. I mean, that's the game. Yeah. You know, um, ten years ago, you go out and a guy hits. 240 with 20 homers, 25 homers. It was like, well, he hit 240. It wasn't about how he hit 25 homers. Now yeah. nobody cares if you hit 240 if you hit 25. So how homers. does that how does that impact the way you pitch? Like a guy swinging from their ass. I mean, it, it, there's there's no 20 fastballs I'm gonna get over because if you try to throw a 20 fastball, get me over. Even an 00 fastball. Yeah. Even a 30 fastball. If you, I'm gonna get a strike. I mean. There's you, a good chance you're asking for a new ball. <laughs> I, and those balls will be warped. Um, the I saw something the other day that said you you have gotten more chases out of the zone, like almost out of anybody, you know, and that you've been able to pitch on the edge of the zone almost as anybody. Did you realize that? No. But, I mean, that, that's what we're trying to do. You have to make stuff look like a strike and then not be a strike. Which is the epitome which of is, a curveball. Which is incredibly hard to do. Yeah. 
You know, you go in and you face. I mean, you go in and you face. Let's just take the Yankees for example, because yeah. they have a really good lineup, right? You go in and you face the Yankees or the Twins or the Astros or, you know, name however many the Dodgers, however many teams that have great lineups, right? There used to be a little bit of a lull in the six, may, maybe six, but seven, eight, nine slots, or your leadoff guy wasn't hitting 25 homers a year, right? Where you knew that you could attack a guy and probably worst case scenario for you, he's going to hit a double, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And every now and again, they're going to get you for the homers. But, I mean, you, you look at a Yankees lineup where, or the Astros lineup, whoever, I, you know, everybody I just mentioned, where they're seven, eight hitters got 25 homers. Yes. So there's no such thing as a get-me-over-breaking ball. There's no such thing as a get-ahead fastball anymore. Everything that you throw has to be almost 100%, or it's got to be a kill pitch because you can't you can't risk throwing something, not lazy in the zone, but a quality pitch in the zone. And, and you know? Is that more so than last year, you yes. feel? Really? Yeah. I mean that's one year. We're talking about one year. I mean, look one at the, year difference. Look, look at how we're we're on pace to smash the home run record. Yes. Absolutely smash it. We smashed it last year. Yes. And we're on pace to smash it again this year. Look at the difference in AAA. What's the percentage of homers? Well, because they switched the balls. Yeah. My point yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My point exactly. Yeah. Well, we watched. We were in the clubhouse yesterday watching that guy who I went and googled. It was worth a Google manual. Close, yeah, yeah, and he's throwing 100 mile an hour cutters, and you talk about like, oh well, you need you need to make it look like a strike, and it's not a strike. I mean, well, not everyone has 100 mile an hour right or 100 mile an hour sinker. I mean, yeah. it just, you know, I mean, the game is tough, and I and I find myself in this constant. I feel like everybody's hitting home runs, and then I watch pitchers throw, and I'm like, well, God, everybody throws 100 now, and they've got nasty stuff, and it's like, I don't know, man. I think we're at a point in the game where. I don't think you've ever. I don't think we've ever seen anything like this, even through a steroid era. I don't think we. I mean, you saw home runs at a clip like that, but not like this. Right. So how does it turn? That's above my pay grade. Well, I, well, I mean, this is as this puts it on the pitching coaches. This puts it on the pitchers. This puts it on like you guys more than ever. You talk about evolving. You're talking about how doing adjust. And we said it's changed a lot since last year. I mean, you must be showing up every day. So, okay, you know, if you have, if you give up a home run, you get a couple outs and you give up a home run and, and turns your whole outing, you must come in here the next day like, like, what what the, you know, whatever. Yeah, like the home run I gave up the other night against the Royals. Yes. I got a one o- Bubba Starling. Bubba Starling. I got right. a, a 1-0 fastball that I missed my location without a doubt. But it was still 96 and a ball off inside. Yeah. And it's a homer. And you're just like, damn. It's it just, it's... It's a different game now. It, it is. It, it's a game where even we're talking about it. Being a two-pitch pitcher in this league right now is incredibly hard. Unless you've got something that is so far and above everything else. Like if you've got a 100-mile-an-hour cutter or Hicks is throwing 102 sinkers. Right. Or Hayter's throwing 99 from right field. You know what I mean? Yeah. Unless you've got something crazy like that, this is a hard game to be a two-pitch pitcher right now. You've thrown so you've thrown your curveball probably like within the top four percent of the most curveballs around, and so like you said, 
to be a two-pitch pitcher where you're like, you have a really good fastball, you have a really good curveball. But did you ever get the sense of when you threw in the curveball that much that, you know, like everything we're evolving in the year, that they were said, okay, he's throwing this curveball like 55% of the time. Did you ever, and then now I have to go back to throwing my fastball all the time. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's a it's a constant battle of trying to figure out when do I maybe switch a little bit. Maybe when do I start attack, attack, attack with heaters. Yeah. And then drop a curveball, or maybe you continue to pound heaters because it looks like they're sitting on curveballs. I mean, that's that's. But the thing is, my guess is that if it would be harder for them to to hit a if if you were sitting on a pitch, it'd be harder to hit a good curveball than a good fastball. Yes, that would be accurate. Yes. All right. There you go. Yeah, absolutely. So I think I feel like you know that's probably not a bad way to go. No, it's uh, a unique pitch too. Like let's be honest, it's a unique pitch. It's you know I've talked to Brian Bannister about how sort of that big curveball has gone away a lot of times because the launch angle right and you're seeing more of the sort of the lateral Marcus sweeping Walden. yeah yeah the sweeping exactly so it is a unique pitch but the difference like with you or workman is that it's an elite pitch so it doesn't you know you play to, you I'm still gonna play to your strength yeah i'm still gonna throw it right i mean i'm gonna throw it i'm gonna throw it when i want whenever i want where i want i mean that's just i have to right you right. know that's that's my stuff and and here it is do you feel good heading into the last couple months? Yeah. You feel spry? Yes. Yeah. Like, did you go through a lull? Did you go through like, oh man, I'm I'm tired? No. No. No, not really. I mean, you have more workloads in certain months than other months. Um, but it all kind of ends ends up evening out yeah, at well, the end this of the is, season. This is not crunching time. This right. Is, I mean, right. You you gotta go. We we've got you know five or six games that we need to make up, and you know. It, it, it is what it is. We're in this position, and, and you got to be ready. What was your What was your guys' take on the trade deadline? What about it? What like so? Everyone was like, you know, because this was the conversation for us for three weeks. Are they going to make a move? Are they going to make a move? Are they going to do something in the bullpen? The bullpen obviously gets pointed to first and foremost, you know. And I would imagine, much like when you, I think you went on the radio with me one time, I think it was last year, we have the best bullpen in the major leagues. You, you kind of got to feel that way. And I, I don't know if you guys were saying in to say, hey, listen, we're good. We're good, no yep. matter what. Is that, was that I, the feeling? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you look down there, and we've got some younger guys who, who don't have a lot of time in the big leagues. But what they've done so far this year has is, is been incredible. Um, you know, Workman is having a breakout year, and he's been absolutely phenomenal. He's been the best reliever in our bullpen all year long. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's been an absolute stud. Um, you look at Walden, and Walden's got almost 60 innings probably, something like that. Mm-hmm. And he's been throwing the ball incredible all year long. Um, then you bring up Darwinson and JT, and you got two lefties throwing 96 with sliders mm-hmm. that are nasty. Um, getting Evo down there, now you added another arm throwing 100 mm-hmm. with two or three other plus pitches. Um We've got our length guys who last year I don't think got enough credit for how how much that they did for our bullpen and BJ and Velasquez. I mean they were they were awesome. No, they were called the MVP. Like I mean, 50, were they? Yeah, yeah. Like by by Cora, but yeah. I mean, what they? I mean, they. Yeah. No, they were incredible key. last yeah, year. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and the key is like the. And I think you guys were able to lock in on like you're finally able to lock in on right. sort of what you guys are. Right. And that was the problem. Even like I mentioned last trade deadline where Dombrowski got up there and he said, we have, because they didn't make a move last year either, we have Thornburg. Thornburg was one of the ones because he had gone on five straight 
right. appearances it gave up like one hit and then it takes a turn right but you we still weren't locked in but I think by the time you went on a run you were sort of locked in so I guess by like where you was there a sense of when when it came and it went the deadline hey you know what we can do this like we yeah absolutely yeah I, I mean we have 100 percent confidence in everybody down there in that bullpen i mean that's um that's how we feel and, and you know a, a lot of the guys have gained a ton of experience last year um playing deep in, in, into the postseason in, in the world series um and we've got the young guys who just have absolutely electric stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, who have gained a ton of confidence over the course of the last couple yeah, of months. Yeah, Darwinson's been pretty good. I mean, he's punching out two an inning ever since he's been up here. Yes, or since good. he was recalled the last time. That, that's, that's pretty good. damn good. Um, <laughs> you know, when you you don't try and focus on the deadline too much. I mean, it's totally out of my control, what, right? Or, well, so you've been in clubhouses, though. I mean, you've been in clubhouses yeah. where... You've been in... How, when did you come up? 14. 14. September of 14. So you've been in... 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. Fifth, fifth trade deadline. Yep. And there's been ones you make moves, ones you didn't make moves. This was, I think maybe in that time, the one that you, there was a lot of this sort of gray area. Are they going to make a move or they don't? Know? But we talk about, like, does it impact the clubhouse? Like, the Yankees don't make a move and they run off a bunch of wins, right? right. Is there a vibe of, like, you know, because I'm not a player, you know, is there, hey, you know, it would be nice to make a move. Or or we're or we don't need to make it. You know, does it impact the clubhouse at all, or is that no. like a media thing? No, it's totally a media thing. Um, we have no control over whether an accusation or ac- acquisition is made, mm-hmm. whether we get a player, we don't get a player. Um, that is solely on from AC to Dave to John to Sam and 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 everybody else in the front office that's involved in this, right? Um, we have to focus on going out and winning ball games because it's not like we have a three-day break where there's a trade deadline, right? I mean, right? We don't get to go home and hang out for a few days to see if we get somebody or or whatnot. We have to go out and still win ball games, right? So we stay together in the clubhouse, and we have a very close knit clubhouse. Yeah. Right? We've been playing well, you together everyone for back together right. from World Series. Dude. That's right. what. That's my thing. Is that my guess was that you guys wanted to say we can do it because we did it last year, right? Right. It, we have one of the most talented teams in the world, and I don't think anybody's going to deny that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we stay there. I mean, we stay in the clubhouse. We focus on winning ball games, and if and if the front office decides that they want to add somebody to to make us better, then awesome. And if they don't, fine. We got the we got the people that we need. It, it, it's kind of you, you kind of take that approach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. But you know, we still talk about it. So whatever. I mean, you know. Yeah. It's it's trade. I know. Dead, trade deadline is good for business. I know. Uh, uh, speaking of good for business, we can't go through this podcast without you rekindling re, uh, the conversation about running in from the bullpen. Okay. Every time you run in, the fo- in from the bullpen, do you think about our conversation two years ago? Honestly, no. Yeah, that's fair. No, when I'm running in from the bullpen, I'm You're not focusing thinking about. On, I'm focusing on uh, how to get those guys I told, out. I told you, like, every, we, donuts, in case you missed it, we had a great conversation about how everyone runs in from the bullpen um, differently. Yep. And then it's, it is like, this should be, this should be, you should do imitations of this. I could do an imitation of you running in the bullpen. Could you? Yes. You should put that on camera. I will. I will. Like, so, ready? You, you lunge almost on every step, right? because I'm taking long, I got long legs, man. I know, but you, you, 
that's what you did. You yep. you take advantage of your long strides. Okay. You lunge at every step. So yeah, let me let me hold. All right. We're gonna post this. We're gonna right, post right, this right, video right. together with it. So. We'll, yeah, we'll count. Doors open. That is so insulting. That's the That's most insulting true. run ever. That is the most insulting run ever. It's no. No. It's true. No. It's absolutely true. It does not look like that. Maybe not exactly like no, that. Not even close. But you take a lot. You, you, you look like you were skater hopping to the mound. Side <laughs> to side. <laughs> Maybe I no. overemphasized it. But it is. Maybe? Maybe I think I got caught the spirit of the thing. No, not even close. Well, okay. So where you? I'm complimenting you on your run. You take advantage. That of was your a compliment on my run. Yes. No. You are you are getting to the mound in half the amount of steps that it takes everybody else to get there. Well, uh, thank thank you for that. But that <laughs> that display. You know what we're gonna do? We're gonna, you're gonna. This is what we're gonna do. All right. We're gonna take the clip that donuts just oh, shot. Yeah, and we'll do it side by side. And we're gonna do it side by side of me actually so running. You're in. gonna be in the booth tonight, right? Yeah. If he gets in the game, I'm me actually running in. Can we get this? And then, wait, and then can, we, can we tell the Nesson people to zero in on him running? Yeah. Yes. All right. And then, for the record, it was insulting. Right. <laughs> it was. That's how bad was that? The studio audience said it was insulting. How bad was that? <laughs> and then we're okay, gonna. Man, and then, and then, to poop. I don't know. And then and then we're gonna take a poll. All right. You're gonna do a poll. Well, who did it better? I mean, what what kind of poll? Like, what, what is no. this? Was your was, was it? Oh, was it accurate? Was it accurate or was it insulting? I, I didn't mean to insult you. I meant to compliment that terrible. you. What, so you got a funny way of doing that. <laughs> so what's it? What what is the thing? The the, the what? What was the saying? It's the sincerest form of. You know, whatever, flattery, blah, blah, blah. Anyway. So, uh, all right, well. The effort, I appreciate the effort. The execution was. Who, who, ah. so who has a unique jog in from the bullpen now? Well, everybody then, right? Right, but who could you, like, off the top of your head, who could you say? Because I don't remember, I'm not even thinking, I can't even think of. I don't know, man. I felt like Brewer used to be sprinting in. He ran fast. Tommy Canley sprints. I don't know how but, he does it. I would be out of breath. But do you remember when. Um, from the bullpen? To the ball, and he stops when he gets to the ball and picks it up. And I'm yeah, like, that's I, wasted energy. What I'm trying to guess. tell everybody you know is who's that got the best run in from the bullpen in the league. Well, Kimbrel is the security guard in Fenway and right in the visitors' pen. Oh, to bring the stuff in. To bring the stuff in, has the best run. Why is it? He, he likes. He books it in. He sprints. sprints, dead sprint. So why don't you do that? Because I By need to way, have energy when I get to the you, mound. You know what the best part about this is? What? Is that when you run in from the bullpen the next time, it's totally going to be in your head. Nope. <laughs> Even if it is, I'm not going to admit it. <laughs> You're going to focus on getting these guys out, man. I, I, I know. It's a nice little respite from that. You yeah, get to the mound and yeah, then you yeah, walk yeah. in, okay? All right. We, you spent a lot of time with us. We appreciate donuts. What? Come over here. Donuts, if you don't ask a good question, holy mackerel, you are going to be fired from this job you don't get paid for. Oh All right, Matt. So, growing up in Connecticut, yep. uh, what was your favorite football team? Favorite football team? Yeah. The Giants. Ah, okay. Do you trust the Gettleman process? And what are your... Do I trust what? The, Gettleman, the Gettleman process. The Gettleman? The Gettleman. Oh, Gettleman. Oh, oh, oh. And what are your predictions for the team this year? Oh, boy. <laughs> 
Um, do I trust the process? There What's he up, is, Danny? a veteran of the Bradford Show, Brian um, Bannister walking by. I think, see, it's hard for me to speculate. I don't like speculating on other sports just because I know what it's like being in one. And, and in fairness, you didn't know who Gettleman was. So yeah. so, so knowing well, what the Gettleman process is yeah, might the, be a challenge. The GM who signed OBJ and said that they were never training him and then they traded him a month later. Yeah. That guy? Yeah. yeah. I know. I know who he is. Okay. I All just right. don't understand what Donuts right. said. <laughs> What would here's my la, here's the last question, so you like whatever you don't trust the Gettleman process, so you just said it, okay? Nice try, donuts. I think the Giants are. I think it's going to be honestly. I think it's going to be a tough year. I think it's going to be a tough year. I think Coleman going down for the year. Shepard's battling the thumb. Golden Tate's got the four games. What's his name? What's the quarterback's name now? Eli Manning. No, no. Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones. Well, five for I, five. I think Daniel Jones had a great night last night. I mean, the, all the Giants quarterbacks did well last night. I think one of them was like 14 for 17. The other one was 12 for 14. Um, Daniel Jones was five for five. Eli played one drive and one for one. He's I mean, a fan. There you go. Um, I, I think it's going to be interesting. Um, I think the wide receiving core is... It's. It remains to be seen whether I'm not going to say they're going to be bad because I don't. Because you don't know. At the end of the day, they're still professional football players, right? I mean, they're good. they're they're all good players, right? They're all good. Yes. They're, they're all good. They're in the NFL. The, the, the game they're, of game of football is a real winner. Yes. Right. Yes. They're all they're all good. Um, <laughs> whether somebody's going to step up and Wiley veteran. Well, I mean Barnes Cullen ripping whether, ripping Kettleman, Kettleman process. Hey, Dana. Oh, whether, there he is. Whether whether or not. <laughs> <laughs> Whether or not they're going to step up and, it, and it's going to be um, a good year, uh, who knows? Um, you know, I, th- I think a lot of it relies on Eli and the offensive line. Um, you know, they, they brought in some pieces What's to make the record? Up. What's the Gettleman process's What's record? What's the record going to be this year? By the way, that has to be the name of your fancy team, the Gettleman process. That's a good name. Yeah. I always have the same name, though, every year. What's that? Themselves. Why? Because then if it was like... So back in the day... We used to have a three-on-three basketball tournament, and they would always announce, you know, this team versus that team. So imagine this. The announcer comes over and says, and next up, it's Bradfield versus themselves. <laughs> I gotta, you know, after this podcast, I will tell you a good story, which I choose not to tell right. on this podcast about um, something along those lines. So anyway, if you, that falls through the Gettleman process. I think. What's the record? Seven and nine. All right, seven six and, and nine. Seven and nine, six and ten, six and ten maybe. So the last thing is, so now that you've heard Donuts in action, Donuts is an aspiring something or other. I don't know what he wants to do. What what advice? Would, you want to be a play-by-play guy or something, right? Like this electric personality, like who, yeah. who, who, who could who could deny him such a thing? Right. What advice would you give him? To be a play-by-play guy? Yeah, whatever he wants to do. Remember you how much you said I sucked at play-by or whatever I did? It was very monotone when you did it. You've heard me do. In the booth, right? Yeah. Am I monotone? You're his boss, so that's really hard. I'm not for really. I'm his podcast boss. He's the broadcast intern for Joe Castiglione. Maybe you were sick, so maybe I caught you in a bad I day. Left, I left it. I left it all on the table. That's all you can ask. That's that's. Listen. That's all you can ask. What would advice would you give him? Be more energetic. Make it happen. He looks like he's pretty energetic. He also has a good name. Donuts. Donuts. Yeah. God given name. Yep. All right, Matt, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Was it enjoyable for you? It was fun. All right, all right, thank you.
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 